Hello and welcome to the What Women Want Today podcast. You might be asking yourself right about now, well, what do women want? I mean, we're pretty complex creatures, right? Well, I think we want it all. And I'm here to explore it with you. My name is Terry Kellums. I'm your host. Go grab your favorite beverage. I've already got my glass of wine and let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Today's episode is part three of the happiness series. We've been discussing the elements of Udamonic happiness. In part one, we talked about the importance of personal development and the role it plays. In part two, we talked about relationships and their impact on our happiness. The relationship we didn't talk about was the relationship you have with yourself, and that is what we're going to be discussing today. We will begin by defining the difference between self-acceptance and self-esteem. And I'm going to share with you how you can identify if you need to work on self-acceptance. I'm also going to give you some strategies you can implement right away to improve your level of self-acceptance. Now, this is a topic I know a lot of you are interested in, so I'm excited to dive into our topic today. But before I do, I'm curious, what does self-acceptance mean to you? When you think about it, what comes up for you? Does it feel like something you've struggled with at some point in your life? Let's begin with the difference between self-acceptance and self-esteem. Self-esteem is confidence in one's own worth or abilities. We often tie our self-esteem to our ability to achieve, to achieve goals. We believe if we accomplish things, we are held in high regard and it boosts our self-esteem. Self-esteem, however, is often dependent on outside validation. Self-acceptance means you accept all parts of yourself. You have to love and accept your flaws while still working on them. You can't let yourself off the hook. Self-discovery is a process that never stops. So when we're talking about self-acceptance, we're, talk about, we're talking about accepting that there will always be more to learn about ourselves. It doesn't mean you aren't still trying to grow and improve just because you've accepted something about yourself. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about going to the gym and I was thinking about how hard I've been working over the past several months to gain some muscle in my upper body. You know, women lose so much of their upper body strength as we age. And I was thinking, gosh, wouldn't it be sad if somebody went through all the work to get to this level of, you know, fitness and then thought that that was it, that they were done. So that's how I was viewing self-discovery when I was thinking about this. It's something that Even once I achieve the level of fitness that I want, I'm always going to have to work at maintaining it. So what is so great about self-acceptance? Well, it means you're understanding your value as separate from your actions and qualities. You don't have to earn it through accomplishments or praise from others. It's already there. It means being able to show yourself compassion and forgive yourself for failing, making mistakes, or even making poor choices. Because those things don't make you less valuable as a person. It means being able to stay true to who you are without needing external approval or affirmation of your worthiness. Now, we all have a story about who we think we should be, and it's almost never enough. We're never good enough, smart enough, thin enough, worthy enough, maybe even young enough. <laughs> but what if there were a way to change that? Here's the deal. A lot of our personality is developed before the age of eight. Some even say the age of six. 
But if you had emotional or physical trauma or an absent parent during those critical years, it makes it even more difficult for you to accept yourself as you are. Now, I want to introduce you to somebody. I'm going to introduce you to Shaggy. So I was born in 1969 with a thick head of unruly hair. I also had quite an aversion to my mom brushing it. (laughs) So she decided to cut my hair short in a very popular hairstyle in the mid-70s called the shag. Please Google it if you have a chance. It was not a good time in America. (laughs) I'm still unsure to this day if it was the shame of the ugliest hairstyle I've ever worn or the trauma of living in an abusive home with my stepfather. But Shaggy was my invisible friend. Shaggy was my hero. Shaggy was brave. And when I was feeling afraid to say something or tell my parents something I thought would cause any kind of conflict, Shaggy would magically show up and speak on my behalf. I think the great irony of my invisible friend is that she made me feel less invisible to my parents. She gave me a voice. (laughs) So I don't remember how long Shaggy was around or really what age I was, but I spent a big chunk of my life feeling invisible, feeling like I wasn't valuable, like I didn't have my own voice. And it felt like the times I was brave enough to stand up for myself, conflict always arose. And I didn't have any skills in navigating conflict. My role models were a cruel, abusive stepfather and a mom who was so beaten down by him. Well, I think she was always more focused on just surviving. But it did reinforce to me that being invisible was not always bad. And I'm sharing this story with you today to encourage you that with work and persistence, you can learn self-acceptance. So what do you do? How do you make peace with who you are today, right now? while you're still growing? And how do you stop comparing yourself to others or to who you wish you were? How do you move forward with confidence when your past has shaped your sense of self-worth? I believe a good place to start is self-compassion. Let me tell you a story. Imagine a mom, a young mom, working mom with young children, being pulled in many directions between work and home responsibilities and trying to be present and available for your children. It's the holiday season. It's time for the yearly performance of the holiday sing. You are running late from your meeting and you're now stuck in traffic. Meanwhile, the sing has started and all of the parents and grandparents are in the crowd with their cameras and their cell phones pointed at the children performing. And for some of these young hams, it's an opportunity to perform. And for others, it's quite overwhelming to be up on the stage with everyone looking at you. Your daughter is in the second camp, and you assured her you would be there. Your anxiety is growing by the minute. By the time you arrive, the performance is over, and all of the parents are gathering their children from the classroom. And you see your child at the back of the room being held by the teacher who is trying to console her as she is still in tears as she was throughout the entire performance. You feel a knot in your stomach as you're making your way into the classroom. One mom makes eye contact and gives a little shake of her head and a dramatic eye roll aimed like an arrow at your heart. It hits right at its intended target. You're telling yourself you're a terrible mom and you're feeling guilty. And that mom agrees. But before you can make it to the back of the room, another mom puts her hand on your shoulder and says, 
Don't beat yourself up. I missed it last year and not because I was busy at work or stuck in traffic, but because I totally forgot it was going on. The other mom next to her nods and says, yep, my child was the only one who showed up on pajama day without his PJs and he still reminds me that it was the worst day of his life. Did you feel that level of compassion from those moms? Do you give yourself that same level of compassion? Okay, so the next step would be forgiving yourself. Forgive yourself for the mistakes you've made. Forgive yourself for not being perfect. I love the expression, when we know better, we do better. You may also have to change your narrative if you want to achieve self-acceptance. Instead of reminding yourself of everything that has gone wrong and criticizing and judging and punishing yourself, flip it around and look for all the things you do right. Challenge yourself for 30 days to make a list of all the positive qualities you notice about yourself. You can call it 30 days of self-love and it could include a whole range of attributes. When you've had a bad day that you were able to bounce back from, Your list could say, look how resilient I am. When you find yourself being overwhelmed and emotional, you can say, I am caring and sensitive. When you volunteer at work or church for the committee that no one ever wants to volunteer for, you can say, I am generous with my time. When your friend calls you to tell you about the same issue with her boss and you listen without judgment, you can say, I am a good friend. I would suggest having this be part of your morning routine before you get going on the day. You'll set your day on the right path by revisiting all the things you appreciate about yourself. And our brains look for patterns and assign meaning to them. So this can be a very effective practice at turning around your self-talk. But be mindful of your words. We often reject ourselves without even being aware of it. It may be helpful to do a daily brain dump It helps notice patterns around self-talk. This isn't time for harsh judgment on yourself, just awareness and compassion. Self-discovery can feel like reopening a wound that you thought was healed, so prepare yourself for some emotions. Our instincts tell us to avoid physical pain, and our brains want to deny or shove away emotional pain. So let go of the idea of being perfect. Do not let success or failure define you. Stop comparing yourself to others on social media. It can be very tempting to look at other people's lives and see perfection. And finally, be in constant pursuit of knowing yourself and growing yourself. Keep developing your passions, connecting to your values, and pursuing your purpose. I cannot stress this part enough because when you are pursuing the things that light you up from the inside, the confidence you gain will feed into the most important relationship you'll ever have. And that is the relationship with yourself. Okay, friend, we've reached the end of our time together today. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, please remember to take good care of you. Hey, friend, I hope you enjoyed our time together today and found the information valuable. Remember, you are officially invited to join our Facebook group and private group. I will put the links in today's show notes. If you are interested in exploring coaching, you can email me at terry, T-E-R-R-I dot Kellums, K-E-L-L-U-M-S at gmail.com 
or private message me on Facebook or Instagram. If you're enjoying the content of the podcast, remember to share with a friend or on social media. It really does help other women find the podcast. And if you have yet to leave a rating and review, you can do that on your favorite platform. Okay, remember, you are not alone. You are worthy of love and a fulfilled life. Now it's time to go after it.